The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. It's your girl, Heather McMahon. If you're watching this on YouTube, I'm dressed like an absolute power lesbian whose family owns a jewelry company and a car dealership. I've got on diamonds, hoops, and a t-shirt with my own face on it that a fan gave me. It says, be pleasant and be present. If you uh, come out to the tour, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you don't come out to the tour, well, you're an absolute nightmare of a human being because I am doing the most this year. We're getting back on the road. I've got tickets that you can buy at heatherontour.com. Let me give you those tour dates real quick because I feel like we just need to get those out of the gate because I don't know why (laughs) y'all haven't caught on yet. Where is my website? I know I have a website on here. I have tried to record this podcast today 16 different times and we've either been interrupted. It's just been a shit show. We're not doing well today and I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Okay, where am I going? January 18th, Jacksonville, Florida. Then January 19th, Pensacola, Florida. Then February 3rd, I'll be back at the win at the Las Vegas, Nevada. And then February 16th, coming to Sydney, Australia. February 22nd, Brisbane, Australia. February 23rd, Melbourne. Oh, no. Can't wait to be in Australia. Then March 2nd, Lexington, Kentucky. April 26th, Sacramento, California. April 27th, Salt Lake City, Utah. And May 5th, we added a show in Los Angeles for the Netflix is a Joke Festival. I'm so excited to be doing a show. I don't know what I'm going to do for that show. I don't know if I'm going to do a whole new show. I haven't figured that out yet. So get your tickets. If you came to... What word did I play? The Pantages. If you came to the Pantages back in October, get your new tickets because this is part of Netflix's A Joke Comedy Festival. And we don't, I don't know. We might bring the characters back. I may be doing a no, new hour of stand-up. I'm going to figure it the fuck out. But you're along on this artistic journey with me. Speaking of artistic journeys, wanted to share a little bit of a, of a vision board-esque episode. You're watching this on YouTube. I'll have some visuals. And if you're just listening, I'll try and be as thorough and as descriptive as possible. Sorry, guys, I've gotten a lateral lisp every time I wear too much lip gloss. And because I'm wearing a baseball hat, I thought I'd really up the ante with the jewelry. I I already can see my reflection in this camera and my shoulders and traps look yoked to all hell. I mean, I look, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, I'm being vulnerable for a second. I don't like doing this on video because then I just have to stare at my fucking face. And it's not, I don't look like this in person. I do have large shoulders, but this t-shirt is giving me no help. Anywho, one thing I probably should add to the vision board is a lot less self-loathing. You know, they say, be kind to yourself. Talk to yourself kinder. Yeah, well, I got the genetics from my father. And he's dead, so lay off me, Carol. Lay off me. But anyways, I always like to start my year with the vision board. Now I know there's an audible gasp. There's a deep eye roll while you're driving your minivan, your kids to school. All I'm telling you is I do it because I like to scrapbook and doodle. I like to do old lady things. So I get requested every year, Heather, please do an episode where you break down the vision board. Do I think cutting out the, uh, words from a magazine, inspiring words, funny little isms, printing out photos from the internet and Instagram and s- taping them to a poster board? Do I think it's going to fix your problems? No. If you're drinking too much, you're an alcoholic. Okay? If, you know, you're in $100,000 of debt, because your husband loves to, you know, tinker, tinker on the sports betting. Y'all need to see a marriage counselor. And he probably has a, has a gambling addiction. I'm not saying this is going to fix everything. What I do think, if you're artsy fartsy like me and visual and a creative person, then it might be nice to do some goal setting in a fun visual way. Helps me stay inspired. If anything, it makes me laugh. I always say dream fucking big. Your dream should be so big that they scare you. And then you put it out there, you set it and forget it, like putting it in a crock pot. But it's always there. Like I leave them up in my office, I walk by them, and I just kind of giggle to myself. You know what I mean? I giggle to myself. And then I started this in 2018. I did a vision board, again, because I like to scrapbook. And I did the vision board on an edible. I just got some magazines. I got a poster board and I said, let me cut this shit together. Let me have fun. I'm high as a kite. I love doing tactile things with my hands. It's very calming, soothing for me. I like a coloring book. I'm not even that. I'm not a great artist. Like I'm not a tactile 
physical artist. I'm not great with my hands, but it calms me down. I thought maybe I'll take up knitting this year, just something. Maybe I'll whittle wood just to kind of take my mind off, off the chaos. So I did this vision board one year. It's 2018. Set it, forget it. Didn't even think twice about it. Then 2019 turned out to be one of the wildest years of my life. I pulled that vision board out and I said, fuck, some of this shit isn't coming freaking true. So then I did one for 2020. The year, the world was on fire. Now the 2020 vision board's right behind me. So if you're watching this on YouTube, we'll go through that in a second. And then I looked at it and I go, some of this shit's coming true. Then I did one last year. Some of this shit's coming true. So I've just been doing it ever since. I almost feel like it's a great way for me to check in with myself, my goals, things that I care about. And then if it comes true, great. I've got an EGOT. I want to win an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Will that come true? You bet your ass it will. Why? Because I set the intention and I wrote it down. Now, let me just get this straight. Let me cut to the chase. One, if you've ever watched this podcast or listened to this podcast for actual true motivation and inspiration, Jokes on you. 99% of the things I say are fucking sarcastic. But for some reason, I've actually somehow re-listened to my old episodes for just, you know, quality control. And I'm like, this shit is kind of inspiring. So that will lead me to, ping, ping, if you go up to my vision board for 2020, there's a photo of Oprah. And underneath it says White Oprah. I'd like to be the White Oprah. And damn it, if I'm not one step closer. I have people DM me all the time. Heather, last week's episode was inspirational. You helped me rethink a relationship and I'm on the right path to success. Well, damn it, White Oprah is on the damn vision board. Also, what's on that vision board from 2020? Sell show. I sold my show, Good Grief. Not to be confused with the uh, Netflix movie that came out called Good Grief. (laughs) Not my show, not my movie. I sold that show, a different show with the same name, but that's here nor there. Uh, Netflix. I was written about in The Hollywood Reporter. Hollywood Reporter's up there. We got a Netflix comedy special. We went number one on the podcast one week. Did all these things. It happened. It can happen. And listen, you don't have to have dreams of like being in entertainment. I'm not saying that. Maybe you're like, I want to have a better home life. I want to get my shit together. I want to be organized. I want to start rock climbing. I don't know. Maybe you want to open a gin distillery because you love the smell of juniper. Whatever it is. I'm just going to go through the four easy steps on how to do this. All right, I don't, I don't know why I enjoy these. It's really because I like to get high and just kind of put my visions out there. Whether you want to do it sober, whether you want to have a, I don't know, you could maybe make a nice like enchilada casserole. You know, I will say the cheese is probably a little too stringy to also then have all your magazine clippings and your printouts. You don't want to, you probably don't want to eat while you do this, but you could have a nice snack on a different table. So anyways, let's go through it. This is my vision board for this year. Again, if you're watching this on the YouTubes, you're getting a nice visual. I always have four sections. I have a section for career, a section for travel, a section that just pumps me up personally. And I always put a couple little things in there for family. All right. Maybe you're a solo dolo kind of gal. Maybe you're Carmen San Diego and you're like, I don't want to get married. I want to have kids. I don't even like friends. Then just make it about yourself. Okay. But things that I put on the vision board. Now, I don't actually know if you're supposed to share this with people. So I'm going to maybe keep a couple things to the chest, but I have the places that I'd like to travel. Okay. I want to do an omakase in Japan. I'd like to do wine in Cape Town, South Africa. I'd like to take a cooking class in Ireland. I'd love to do safari in Africa and I'm dying to take my mom on a fabulous trip to Portugal and in Spain. I always put a house in Italy on there and that has to go with family. Jeff and I's dream is to have a home in Italy. And I actually, for the first time this year, put kids on there. I've always put family, but I actually wrote the words out. Kids. I've been so inspired hanging out over the Christmas break with a lot of my girlfriends who are moms, whether they're working or stay at home, doesn't matter. And I've just seen how like being around all my friends' kids, I'm like, man, I want that feeling. I want that feeling of something outside of myself. I'm so fucking sick of myself, guys. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you this right now. I get it. If you're sick of me, if you're on Reddit right now being like, this woman's a dirty whore, let it out. Let it out. I feel the same way. Okay. But it's a part of the nature of the biz. I do comedy because I hope to take people out of their own shit and I hope that it makes you laugh. It makes me giggle. But then on top of that, I also get it. If you're sick of me and you're like, shut the fuck up, I get it. But for the first time, I was like, what can I do that's outside of myself? Obviously, I volunteer. I try and do philanthropic things. But then I realized I was like, oh, oh yeah, maybe I want a baby. Maybe I want a kid. So for the first time, I put a little heart in Italy. Family with happy I said, I want a family with happy and funny kids. If my kids don't come out with jokes, if they don't have a tight 10, I will return them. I will absolutely put them up for adoption. I'm not dealing with this. You better come with your best material, out the wound. wound the wound? Wow. Sometimes when I wear too much lip gloss, it gets a little sticky over here. 
I want funny kids. So I'm just going to go ahead and tell you on my vision board, I have funny kids. And if my kids aren't funny, it's a, it's a wrap. I'll send them to the military. I don't care. You better entertain me. Under career, number one, it's been on my vision board since 2018. Host SNL. We want to have another Netflix comedy special. I want to do the Broadway. I have another show that I can't share that we're about to try and sell. New York Times bestseller. I've been, I've been sitting on a book forever. I got to write that bitch. I want to be Emmy nominated. Golden Globes for comedy. Said I, I want other success. And I keep putting on my vision board, I really want to go to the Venice Film Festival. I just want to be in some sort of like cool, weird indie. You know what I mean? Where maybe I play like a crackhead. And, and then, you know, you see me and they're like, wow, she really transformed for the movie. But really, they just didn't have to do hair and makeup on me. And I maybe like didn't whiten my teeth for a week. And I get to do this really cool, dark, weird indie. And then I'm invited to the Venice Film Festival. And it's like me and Jessica Chastain and, and Jacob Elordi and just Maude Apatow and just cool people. And we're all wearing Gucci matching outfits. Ugh, that's the dream. And then I take everybody to my favorite restaurant afterwards. But like everyone's a supermodel and they probably don't eat as much as I do. But I'm like, guys, I already made the reservation because, you know, Venice is my town. You know, and then I flip my, my ponytail back and they're like, we didn't even want her to be in this movie. You know, that's where I'm at. Okay, so have a place for career. Write down things that make you happy. Write down things that are, are going to inspire you. Have a little area for travel. Even if it's just, hey, I want to go to a, my alma mater's football game this year. I'd like to go to West Palm. I'm even, I'm a big Trump supporter. I want to go to Mar-a-Lago. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm a big Trump supporter. Maybe you are. Maybe you want to cruise by and see how Donald's doing. I don't care. Whatever you do, this is for everybody, okay? I have driven past Mar-a-Lago before, and it, they're running a tight ship over there. I want to be cast on a hit show. I also put things for myself. I said, listen, I put this fucking photo up, and if you can't see it, it's just a woman wearing a fabulous sexy dress from Prada, and it says sexy bitch energy. I have done too much self-loathing. I'm coming in with sexy bitch energy. I don't know if we need to do a slick back pony. I don't know if I need to bring back the red lip. Do I need to start smoking out an eye? I don't know, but I had this realization. You know, everybody wants to hit the trend. You watch the TikToks, they're like, you got to wear the platform Uggs. You got to do this. Nobody can wear the straight Lululemons. It's, you can't wear, you know, skinny jeans. You got to wear the flares. I'm going to wear whatever the fuck looks sexy on me. I was sitting in a restaurant. I took my friend's little girl for lunch yesterday. So it's my friend Angelique, her daughter and I. And we're sitting at this restaurant, popular Mexican spot, popular shopping center here in Atlanta. And these 10 girls walked in. They were, couldn't have been older than 12 years old. They all had the exact same outfit that I had on. They had Nikes on. They had the flare Lululemons. They had some sort of like puffy top on. And they all had their little bags from Sephora. And I looked at my friend Angelique and I said, I'm dressed like a 13-year-old right now. And you want to know why I'm dressed like a 13-year-old? Because my social media gal, Emily, told me I needed to be young and youthful. But Emily, you're going to edit this. And this is a direct threat to you. You know what? You had me dressed too young for my age. So I don't give a shit what the trends are. I'm dressing for me. I know what fits this apple-shaped body. Not apple bottom jeans. Apple-shaped body. And I am going to be wearing so many black, sexy dresses this year. You're going to go, is she a, a sex worker? I might be. You know what I mean? I'm coming into my own style. So don't think you have to wear all the shit that everybody else is wearing. Also, it was wild to seeing these young girls and it just like sent me back to a core memory of when you go to the mall with your friends. And, you know, for us, it was like a Spencer's, a Claire's. Where else would you hit? You know, you'd hit, oh my God, American Eagle. You'd hit the Abercrombie, the Hollister and you get your stuff. And everybody, of course, we all dress the same. But seeing these young girls all in their exact matching outfits with their little Sephora bags, and then they were all showing each other because there was a wait for lunch. They were all showing each other all the serums they got. I heard one bitch say hyaluronic acid. And I'm like, you're too young. And I just yelled out loud as I was walking to my table, too young. I didn't know what hyaluronic acid was when I was a teen. If there's any teens listening to this, you don't need it. And so I turned to my friend's daughter who's only eight. And I said, Everly, I don't know if, if you're going to absorb this right now. But whatever your friends are doing, just stay. Whatever looks cute on you and you feel confident, wear but you do not need the platform mugs like everybody else. They look like a bunch. Of, they, I mean, they look like a bunch of like German women working at Oktoberfest, but like the, the custodians for, for uh, uh, Oktoberfest. They just kind of looked like they were f like walking around in these like thick clogs. They should be cleaning the bathrooms at Oktoberfest. They did not look like cute and with it and, and popular. Even though I know that those girls were popular. Back in my day, we used to wear these shoes called rocket dogs. 
Dude, if you didn't have a chunky rocket dog or a Volcom platform sneaker with your school uniform, you know, it wasn't great. So actually, you kind of actually don't listen to any of that advice. You do need to kind of go along with the trends in high school so you're not bullied. But then just know as soon as you get out of high school, find your own style. So I said, I'm going to be a sexy bitch energy. And I think some of the trends that are coming out are not sexy bitch energy. I'm going to look like I'm going to club hide at any minute. On it, I put for my personal, personal little area. I want to have a strong body, less stressed, restful, and replenished. I realized last year I went so full throttle that I got to the end of the year and I was burnt out. Told you on the last episode, I have no prognenolone. Don't even know what that is. But I'm basically, the adrenals are shot. So now what am I having to do? I'm having to go back, refill the love tank because it's empty because I was dra- running myself ragged. Now I'm sweating through this oversized t-shirt right now that's got my face on it. Because as I'm saying all these things and looking at my vision board, I'm speedballing realizing I got a lot of work to do this year. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to find moments. One of my other goals was to go on little trips with Jeff, just the two of us, to find moments to replenish, okay? You can have goals and aspirations, but if you don't sit in a sauna bag and, I don't know, put a crystal up your ass every now and then, you're not going to feel good because you can't get this shit done if you constantly have a sinus infection. And again, if you make a vision board and you just put your things and thoughts out there, if you're still drinking a bottle of Bacardi before 9 a.m., you're just an alcoholic. With with goals, we also got to have some action behind it. So I like to set my little areas, right? We have personal goals, whether it be health and wellness, whether it be relationship goals, whatever that is. Fuck, if you're single and you want a boyfriend, print out so many photos of hot dudes and staple them all over there. Write down exactly what you want. Just write it, set it and forget it. Say if you're you know, want to rekindle some old friendships, put, you know, print out photos of people in the park, just (laughs) look like they're having fun and put it on your vision board. I just think it's a really good way to reset your thoughts of things that are important to you, things that you want to goal set. Guys, I have an EGOT on there. Do you know how hard it is to get an EGOT? There's only like 10 people that have an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony, but I'm going to do it. I'm putting it on there because at least it sets my intention and a goal for 20 years down the road. None of this shit's going to happen tomorrow. But you know what, damn it, if I put some of this shit on my vision board in 2018, it came true in 2020. It came true in 2023. I also put the Met Gala. Okay, guys, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to get invited to the Met Gala. Unless Old Navy is doing a hot couture collab. Listen, I think that could actually be a great campaign. I didn't put on my vision board I wanted a campaign, but we're going to put it on there. How fun would it be for Old Navy to make a custom outfit for me out of 4th of July t-shirts? And then I go out there and I show everybody how hot an average woman from Georgia can be. Yeah, you heard me. Sexy bitch energy. Sexy bitch energy. So whether you want to print out photos on Instagram, whether you want to go find some magazines at a local Barnes & Noble. I'm going to tell you this right now. If you go to a CVS or Walgreens, there are no magazines. So you have to go to a Barnes & Noble or maybe, you know, grab some at the airport. Print out photos of things you like. Write down inspiring words and just slap it on there. What's the worst that's going to happen? You know, you look back in two years and realize you're hanging out with friends in a park. Just try me, bitch. Set your goals, okay? Now, you might look at that and say that something's too big or I don't know what my goals are. Then just put intentions, words that are going to make you feel, I don't know, cool, calm, and fucking collected. Maybe you just print out a, a, a prescription bottle and say, I need to get it back on birth control. Great, then put it on there. Maybe you put put on there, I'm pretty sure I've got some sort of nut allergy because my throat keeps closing up every time I have a pecan. So maybe just put, do some medical testing. I don't know. You figure out what you need to do and I figure out what I need to do and then we just put it on a fucking poster board. And then in two years, we'll look back. That's the sum total of what this vision board episode was supposed to be. I don't know how I'm supposed to explain it. Now I'm just angry. You know what? I need to go back to the vision board. What did I put on there? I need to be less stressed restful and replenished. And I'm not doing that. I'm not bringing that kind of energy right now. You know, I'm so fucking panicked all the time. I used to just record this podcast in the basement and just jerk off and giggle. And now I'm like, I know that there's somebody watching this on YouTube and they're going to come across and they go, her shoulders are enormous. And oh, okay. Okay. Look at her speaking her goals. Easy for you to say. No, it wasn't easy for me to say. All right. There were 13 years where I had no idea how the fuck I was going to figure it out. And we're still trying to figure it out. 
I've been in a developmental deal at NBC for seven fucking years. Okay. Okay. I got one good egg left. I'm taking so many supplements that they're making me sweat through this t-shirt right now so I can get my egg quality up. I don't know how I'm going to do it. But all I know is that I can help you set your intentions. And then we can watch my life up in flames. All right. So hopefully you figured that out. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, well, then this episode was fucking pointless. I'm obsessed with Poppy. That's all I'm going to say. I literally am obsessed with Poppy. It is time to sip a soda that loves you right back. So let me put you on a white absolute favorite one, Poppy, okay? They started sponsoring the podcast. My whole family's addicted to them. I actually drink one. I have one right in front of me. If you can hear that can, I'm trying to tinker, tinker a little ASMR on the can. This is the ginger lime. One of my absolute favorites. The reason I love Poppy is made with clean ingredients, five grams of sugar or less, 25 calories or less, and it has all the soda flavor without any of the typical soda baggage. They have fresh and juicy flavors like strawberry lemon, cherry limeade, orange, grape, as well as classic soda shop flavors we all grew up with, including cola, dock pop, and root beer. I freaking love the root beer. I love the dock pop. The orange and grape taste just like the stuff that you would chug after a swim meet when you were in elementary. I absolutely love poppy. One of the reasons I love it, it's made with great ingredients. It's a prebiotic soda. It's for gut health and it's freaking delicious. I understand all the ingredients that are in it, no hidden anything, and it makes me feel great. Right now, you can shop Poppy on Amazon for 15% off with code absolutely and in retailers nationwide. So use code absolutely for 15% off on Amazon and sip the future of the soda. You will thank me later. I literally love Poppy. My new favorite flavor right now is the strawberry lemon. It is so freaking good. I also love the cherry limeade. All of them are good. There's not a bad flavor. You're going to love it and you're not going to feel guilty doing it. Again, all you got to do is use code absolutely for 15% off Amazon and sip the future of soda. If you want to make a small change this year where you're just literally you don't have to put any thought into it, you just press click, purchase the product and feel like a better, more superior person, then get yourself AG1. How does AG1 help simplify your own daily routine? Well, I'll tell you. Literally, I take one scoop and I put in a little bit of water and I drink it down. It's got prebiotics, probiotics, 75 vitamins and minerals and whole food sourced ingredients that just help you feel like a bad bitch. I love AG1. It is the one product that I use to elevate my health. And that's why I partnered with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash absolutely. Again, that is drinkag1.com slash absolutely to check it out. You're going to love AG1. I cannot tell you enough about it. They have been a sponsor for so long because it's a phenomenal superior product. I am going on a little trip this week. I'm taking a whole bag for everybody that's staying in the house with me. We're just all going to use it. I, I give it away as gifts because I'm so passionate about it. I love AG1. It is truly the best of the best. So again, if you want to try AG1, all you got to do is go to drinkag1.com slash absolutely. And again, that's drinkag1.com slash absolutely. Check it out. You're going to be so, so thrilled that you did. You're welcome. Back to the podcast. Let's get into the real Audible vision board, which is the hotline. As always, you can call into the absolutely not line, 800-213-7503. I'm sure this is going to be a hot dumpster fire of a shit show of a, of a pack of voicemails. But you know what? Maybe that'll inspire you to hear what somebody else is going through and then just say, I, you know what? I don't need that. I don't need that energy. Definitely not putting that on the vision board. Is Christina coming in with a, what do you got, a little sweet treat? See, Tina knew. It's been a stressful work day. <laughs> Tina knew. Ooh, this is fancy. What kind of coffee is this? It's coconut milk latte. Oh, my God. And then, this is a <gasps> vegan gluten-free banana bread. We knew. Rest and replenish. We knew. Mm. <laughs> Shout out to Three Peaches in Atlanta. This is delicious. I'm going to tell you right now. I saw the cutest freaking thing on TikTok last night. Had like 18 million likes, thousands, thousands, hundreds of thousands of comments. This really cute girl posted, hey guys, want to start the new year out? Everybody drop a line of something we can do. Like, oh, it was a little tip and trick. Leave your tips and tricks below. Like, let the comment space be a place for us to actually help each other. I thought this was adorable. So all the girls start chiming in. Hey, girl, if you curl your eyelash curler before you, you know, put it on your eyelashes, they'll stay, like, bomb lit all day. You know, it's all the young kids putting their little isms. So my piece of advice to add 
into this, you know, comment section was whenever you're making a big decision, never do it if you're hungry or thirsty. And most problems can be fixed by either having a glass of water with some electrolytes or having some sort of like chocolate covered pretzel or peanut butter pretzel to get your blood sugar right. And the con- the, the response from a lot of the older gals were like, yes, never make a decision when you're hungry and when you're thirsty. So don't start making your vision boards unless you're fully gassed up. All right, but let's get into the voicemails. You know, I am actually quite excited. I was having a little bit of anxious energy while we were, Tina and I were uh, going through, you know, what we got to get done for the year and our goals and stuff. And I'll tell you what, I was having a little anxious energy about the thoughts about going back on the road. And I got to sell tickets and we're going back to that grind. But you know what? I got to look at this. This is so exciting. I get to do this. This is such a blast. And I love, I love listening to your little stupid asses on this fucking podcast. <laughs> Let's get to the voicemails. Heather, this is Kristen. From hey, Kristen. Kentucky. I'm calling with an absolutely yes for my friend Chloe. She and I were actually at your meet and greet in Cincinnati last year. We are obsessed with you and I needed to call this in. Okay. So Chloe was in line at Starbucks this morning. I know how you feel about Starbucks. Um, She was behind a group of like 10 girls from the all girls Catholic high school. That's right by there. And they all got their drinks except for one of them. So they told that girl that they weren't waiting for her and they left her there. And this poor girl had tears in her eyes. No, and those bitches didn't give a shit. Well, Chloe got out of line, very her, and ran out the door to tell these girls that they were being mean and that they needed to come back in and wait for their friend. <laughs> and they came back in, probably freaking hated that they were called out. But that poor girl gave Chloe a little smile. And, you know, we all just need to stand up for others and put bitchy girls in their place. Yep. So a heroic act at Starbucks. Absolutely. Yes. Love you, girl. I absolutely love this. Here I was just saying that I saw this sweet TikTok moment where this gr- this female community is building each other up with just little tips and tricks about life. And now you called in to say you just witnessed a, a 14-year-old girl hate crime at a Starbucks. Let me tell you what. It was like when I saw these girls all in line wearing the same thing, the same Lululemon flared pant and, and the chunky Ugg, and they all had their little Sephora bag. You know what I mean? And you know there was probably one girl in that group who maybe couldn't have afforded everything at the Sephora. But, you know, she maybe just got a lip gloss when they were all else buying, I don't know, chemical peels. Like these kids need don't even need it. Man, I'll tell you what, if I could ever go back, I should maybe go back and volunteer and talk to like middle school girls or high school girls and be like, don't be a bitch. You know what I mean? Put that on the vision board. Don't be a bitch this year. Let's be nice. I had some bad news this morning. A friend of mine's mom passed away and it just shook me to my core and I gave Jeff the biggest hug and we had a moment about it and I just said, God, life is so short. You get wrapped up in the day-to-day shit about people and they, I don't like this person, this, 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 and it's just not fucking worth it. Everybody at the end of the day is hurting from something. Why do we have to be a bunch of assholes? Now, I should probably be saying something funny right now, but I just want to give that little girl a hug too. You know, also there was nothing fucking worse. There's always one ringleader of a group of teen girls. He's like, we're not waiting for you. Elizabeth, you were the last one in line. You're like, well, sorry, there's 47 of us. Well, we're not waiting for you. We're going into the movies. And we already have the the row is full. Well, fuck you. Okay, I'll sit in the back because that's where the hand jobs are going down anyways. Always one girl. She's the ringleader, the girl. We're not waiting for you. There is nothing worse than when you feel rushed as a teen girl. We're not waiting for you. You're not ready for prom. We're not waiting for you. You're like, why? I, y'all were in the fucking bathroom. I didn't have time to try and do a, blend out a smoky eye with this cover girl palette that I got in my stocking. Can I be honest with you? I did everybody's makeup for prom. Everybody's, everybody's makeup. I loved it. I was running a full beauty shop. And I'm going to be honest with you. Anybody can call me out. I was not mean in high school or junior high. I wasn't. I, cause I did theater arts and that'll humble you real quick. When you got to do fucking Commedia dell'arte or a mime routine in chapel, you know what I mean? I was cool, but I also was, I was in the creative arts. I mean, I'll never forget my most, one of my most embarrassing moments was in fourth grade. I got up in front of the entire school for grandparents day. And I, and I tried to sing Celine Dion because you loved me and they didn't turn the background music up enough. So I was kind of, I was off like by like two seconds and I kept going like this, like thumbs up, like full throttle. I looked at the music director, like turn the volume up. They wouldn't turn it up. And I walked off stage and I knew I had bombed because I, I wasn't hitting the notes at the right time. And I got off stage and my friend Annie was waiting there. And I said, that wasn't good. And she goes, well, 
you had charisma. <laughs> and even in the fourth grade, Annie knew to lie to me. And I said, yeah. And we never really talked about it. And, and I could have been bullied that day, but I wasn't because I think they said she gave it her all, you know. But God, there's nothing worse than a group of little bratty, cunty teens. We're not waiting for you. Well, yeah. You know what? Don't wait for her. And when that bitch marries the next Elon Musk, you're, Musk? What? Musk? Oh, my God. I'm just... <laughs> Y'all, I'm struggling today. I'm really struggling. When that bitch marries the next Elon Musk, guess where you're not invited? To St. Bart's. Any young girls that are ever listening to this podcast, one, you shouldn't. But if you do, people will remember if you're a nightmare in high school. People will remember. Will they remember that you had toilet paper on your shoe coming out of, you know, chorus? No, they won't remember that. Will they remember that you farted in algebra? They won't remember that. Will they remember that you made them cry on their drive home from school? Because you wouldn't, and we're not waiting for you. After the Starbucks run, they will remember that. They will remember that. That's my advice. If I could go back and tell people, they're going to remember, they're not going to remember all the, they will remember all the shitty stuff you did. They're not going to remember if the embarrassing stuff. They'll get over that. People are too absorbed themselves. You know, it's always wild to me in this business too. When I meet people and they're like, oh yeah, watch out for that one. That person's a nightmare. I'm like, how do you get this far with just being an absolute raging cunt? It's a problem. Maybe this vision board would come true quicker if I was a nasty bitch. God, you know what? Good for Chloe. Good for your friend, Chloe. And let me give a big shout out to Cincinnati. Of course, this would happen in Cincinnati, though, because I could just feel the cunty energy in Cincinnati. But I love Cincinnati. One of my absolute favorite places to do comedy. And good for Chloe. You know what? Call back and give me Chloe's info, and I'm sending her merch with my face on it, just so she can go out and really show people the kind of powerful bitch that she is. God, we're not waiting on you. Can you hurry up? There is 25 girls trying to get a, a white chocolate mocha right now. No, it's going to take a minute. Poor girl, crying. We already know. And Chloe, I know that it, when Chloe hears us, you know that I know that we all know who the ringleader was. And her name was Kelsey. Fuck her. All right, keep going. Hey, Heather. Um, this is Kristen. And I just want to let you know that I just came up with an absolutely yes. Um, it's a saying that I'm going to start using. And maybe you'll start using it too. Um, my boyfriend had an attitude with me and instead of getting into a fight, I said, lose the tude and grab a boot. And you know what? We started laughing. So absolutely yes to, to that. Live, laugh, love you. And like your special was freaking iconic and I'll watch it a million times again. I love have an you. attitude again. Uh-oh, there you go. Lose the tude, grab a boot. Goodbye, Heather. I love that. Look at that. Taking lemons, turning it into lemonade. So... My husband is hot-headed, talk about it a lot on stage because he's from New York. So he loves to get an attitude. Then his favorite thing to do, say to me is, why are you getting an attitude or why are you screaming? I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm very cool, calm, and collected until I'm not. And then it gets scary. But I get scary once a year. Like I really, there's not much that rattles me that, that much anymore. Maybe in the past it did, but I'm kind of like, mm, we'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> We're going to figure it out. But. My husband likes to get hot. And that's just, honestly, the way he was raised. But he likes to always, and then his favorite thing is to say, why are you getting an attitude? So we have spent a lot of time together over the Christmas break. <laughs> we had a rough couple of days. We were just like, the communication wasn't great. We were at each other's throats. I was asking him to do something. He was getting a little tired back. Da, da, da. And we, we started watching the Mission Impossible movies. And I'll tell you what. Tom Cruise has a fucking age. And in every movie, though, every movie, they're incredible movies. But in every movie, he has some sort of mousy brunette that he's like in cahoots with, but also trying to save. I mean, through the Mission Impossible series, and I'm not giving away any of the, the, the plot line, but there's always some sort of mousy British brunette that he like has an affair with, loves, is protecting, is fighting with. I don't know. He just has a very specific niche style, right? So we've been watching all these movies and in every movie he's like, I'm doing everything for you or he has to like save this woman. And I think that reignited the passion between Jeff and I because I was like, you know what? At least I'm not dangling off a fucking building right now and we have each other and we're sitting across the couch from each other. So you know what? Go, go put my Golden Goose sneakers on eBay for me, bitch. 
And we were laughing. So now Jeff has decided he wants to go to spy school. I didn't know that was a thing, but he thinks that he'd be a great spy. The other day, he made me laugh so hard. We're sitting in the bed, and he's like, no, Heather, I really think I could go to spy school. I said, Jeff, you are such an attitude. If somebody cut you off, like during a high-speed car chase, you couldn't be like, fuck you. Like, you have to be quiet. You have to, like, tiptoe around. You got to be probably a more petite person to, you know, fit through a crevice with a gun. Like, if you're going to be a sniper, you got to fit in a fucking tree. And so we're sitting in bed. He's like, no. No, I would think I'd be a great spy. He's like, actually, this is really inspiring me. Like, if I'm going to protect this family, I need to learn some skills. He's like, I mean, I could go incognito. And I'm like, what? And then he just hit the deck. He went from standing up straight to he was laying flat on the floor, like if he was about to do a burpee. And he's like, now you see me? Now you don't. And I laughed so hard at watching his 6'2 ass just hit the deck to make me giggle. And I, it was a great moment. And we just cut the attitude. It was done. We laughed and I said, lose a fucking toot. And he said, you lose your attitude. But I like that. Lose a toot and grab a boot. Okay, life is short. Yeah, obviously, if you're sticking up for yourself in a situation like these girls at Starbucks, you should have a fucking attitude. You're all a bunch of dumb little cunts. Okay, have the attitude. But the day-to-day bullshit of nitpicking, of being upset all the time, it's the, it's the being upset. All right, I, I, there's something wrong in this situation. How do I fix it? Or how do I communicate what I need to get across? But I can't let everything bother me. If I let everything bother me all the fucking time, I wouldn't leave the fucking house. Actually, most of the things that bother me are at the house. So I would never go home. Lose a toot and grab a boob. Sometimes you just got to fucking giggle. You know, pick your battles. Pick your fucking battles. You know, my dogs are my children. I'm just going to say it. I know people get annoyed by that, but I treat them like they're the creme de la creme because they are. They're my little angel babies. And that's why I feed them farmer's dog. You know, I really was sold on farmer's dog when I told my vet about it. My vet was like, oh, I'm so glad you're feeding your precious angel babies farmer's dog because it's the best. Listen, farmer's dog isn't just fresh, higher quality food. They also send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on the unique nutritional needs. Makes it easy to help your dog maintain their ideal weight, which is one of the biggest indicators of a full, healthy life. Dogs at a healthy weight can live up to two and a half years longer than overweight dogs. Hey, you and me both, babe. You and me both. Go to thefarmersdog.com slash absolutely to get 50% off your first box plus free shipping. Got to get it right. Got to get it tight. And that's why I get my dog farmer's dog. It's not just kibble. It's not canku. It's real healthy food. My dogs go absolutely nuts for it. If I yell breakfast, dinner, snack, they lose their freaking minds. Right now you can get 50% off your first box of fresh healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash absolutely. Plus you get free shipping. Just go to thefarmersdog.com slash absolutely. Go to thefarmersdog.com slash absolutely to get 50% off your first box plus free shipping. That's right. Again, it's thefarmersdog.com slash absolutely to get 50% off your first box plus free shipping. You're welcome. You're going to thank me later. You're going to love the farmer's dog. And trust me, your vet is going to be happy that you're giving your dog the gift of health, wellness, and hey, longevity with thefarmersdog.com slash absolutely. This next sponsor cannot come at a better time. If you looked at your finances last year and you're like, I've spent so much freaking money on random subscription shit that I didn't even know I was subscribed to because you forget where you purchased it from. Was it Apple? Was it iTunes? What was it? I don't even remember where I bought all the half this shit. Well, guess what? This is where Rocket Money comes in. I love Rocket Money, okay? It is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. I spent a shit ton of money last year, okay? I got to pull in the reins. There's nothing better than sitting down and having a financial conversation with yourself saying, we live, laugh, loved a little too hard. We need to rein it in. That's why I love Rocket Money, okay? Rocket Money has over 5 million users and helped save its members on an average $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. You know what I love? Canceling shit. Not people, but shit. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash absolutely. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash absolutely. Rocketmoney.com slash absolutely. Start your year off strong by going in there and cutting the bullshit. Again, all you got to do is go to rocketmoney.com slash absolutely. Work smarter, not harder. Use it and just... Get rid of all the unwanted baggage. Rocketmoney.com slash absolutely. Test it out. Let me know how it works. Let me know if you feel like you're more financially savvy in 2024 because you have rocket money. You're welcome. I got you. Now back to the podcast. I mean, I could fight with Jeff over going to spy school. This is something that he's very passionate about. I don't even know if this is a real thing. He did. Can I tell you what I got for Christmas? I don't know if I'm supposed to tell 
<laughs> Speaking of Spice School, you know, we over Thanksgiving, we'll watch like we watch Top Gun. We've been watching a lot of like fighting movies. I got a whatchamacallit, a bulletproof vest. We have two bulletproof vests right now. We got one for Robin as well. I don't know if Jeff is secretly, you know, he's so anti-TikTok, so anti-everything that I watch. But I think he's low-key been watching some sort of like end-of-the-world prepping thing because he got me bulletproof vests. So I have one. It's so heavy, I can't even pick it up to put it on. But Jeff's like, I got the vest. Next thing, I'm going to learn how to like be a sniper. I'm like, okay. I don't know if Jeff's moving to Prague to go to spy school. But regardless, that's what I've been dealing with. A fucking absolute out of his mind. Like this thing came and I, it was very heavy and I had to unwrap it. And I was like, what is this? He's like, it's your new bulletproof vest. I'm like, for what, Jeff? By the time it, it, it takes the effort to put it on, what am I supposed to, like, I'm done. I'm dead. I'm done. But anyways, so, you know, just call Jeff, Mr. Cruz, because he thinks he's about to be saving the world. I don't even know. He won't even explain to me what's gotten into him, but he has an attitude. But I'm going to start saying that. Lose a tooth, grab a boob. Lose a tooth, go to spy school. I said, Jeff, you'd literally be the worst spy ever. Because Jeff has no way of not responding. Like if if somebody were to, if, if we're in a restaurant, for example, right? And they haven't come to our table in a minute, you know, and the waiter walks by and I'm like, oh, I'll get their attention. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah I might want to get their attention today because next thing you know, it's going to be Tuesday. All right, toots. Like, he has no way of not saying something kind of annoying and passive-aggressive under his breath because that's what a, a Italian New Yorker does. But I'm like, Jeff, if you were to be a spy, I'm watching Tom Cruise, one, we'd have to get in superior physical shape. But two, you would have to shut the fuck up. You couldn't do your little Italian thing all day long because spies have to get in, get out. They don't linger with any passive-aggressive resentment. They just get in, do the kill, and they're out. People would know it was you. They would hear you. You know what I mean? You're sitting at a cafe somewhere in, I don't know, Provence, and you're spying on a subject. And then, you know, you're like, ah, oh, this cheese is a little stinky. <laughs> like, like, they would know it's you. And they would turn around and be like, there's the Italian stallion. And then you get a dart in your neck and you'd be dead. I don't know why I, none of this makes sense. All I want you to know is that's what I've been dealing with. My husband wants to go to spy school. Okay, let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. This is Megan calling from San Francisco. Absolutely yes to waking up not hungover on mm. New Year's. Wasn't expecting that. Absolutely not to finding out my birthday this year falls on election day in mm. November. Do I plan to leave the country? Yeah. Do I go off the grid? Definitely need your advice on this one. Anyway, planning to see you with some of my girlfriends in Sacramento in April. Cannot wait. Love you. Love and light. Bye. Dear friend, leave the country. Flee. Go incognito, as Jeff would say. I think that that is why I had so much anxiety. Like the quietness and the stillness over Christmas break is so desperately what I needed. But I do think that there's a weird energy with setting goals and intentions or whatever it is this year. Just basically having like you know, put your fucking pants on and go back to work because you kind of feel like it's all for nothing. I have so much anxiety about the election and I'm not even making this political. There's no good option. Everyone's old. Or we have no food. We have no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. Like any of the options are fucking terrible on both sides. All right, I'm, I'm about to write in Paris Hilton because I think she was able to get a lot of things done. She had two kids by a surrogate and we didn't even know. Kathy Hilton didn't even know. I mean, I just, I don't, it's not looking good. The clock struck midnight. We had some friends over at the house. It was very low key. We were all in our pajamas. And I literally said, guys, it's a fucking election year. Like one second into the new year, I had anxiety about it. You know, it's going to turn everybody into assholes. I talked about this a couple months ago. Just if you can compartmentalize, like our friend said earlier, lose a tooth, grab a boob. If you can compartmentalize, all the boomers in your life are going to be fucking crazy. Stay off Facebook, okay? You're going to see something written by your Aunt Linda, some sort of conspiracy theory that's going to, that is just going to, you can't in, engage in it. Don't indulge. Just don't indulge. The options are going to be horrible. The earth will be on fire. Probably something terrible is going to happen. 
And then we're all going to move to the Jerks and Caicos. And that's really all you need to worry about. For you specifically, though, again, I'm making it about me. I would celebrate your birthday a couple weeks before. Because the week of the election is already going to be like, you know, we're going to be itching, crawling out of our skin. Side note, I've gotten 65 text messages from Nikki Haley. I have. I'm not even a registered Republican right now. And literally, I've gotten text, hey, girl, we're running out of time. And she keeps texting me from a Louisiana number. And I was talking to like three of my other friends in Atlanta, and they're all getting the same text. And I just finally responded the other day after a couple glasses of wine. I said, bitch, we ran out of time. We, we ran out of time. And how did you get my number? So for election day, what I would do is I'd celebrate your birthday two weeks beforehand, go somewhere tropical, get a nice tan. So at least if there's going to be an absolute civil unrest, you're going out glowing, you know, go, go out of the country, a place that I think a lot of expats live, Vietnam, Costa Rica, Puerto Rico, technically America, but an island. You know, maybe just look, maybe go on a nice week-long tropical vacation. Just look around at other options. Are the other options great? No, they are not. I am proud to be an American. But do I think that, you know, November is going to be rowdy? Yeah, I do. And there's no great option. Everyone's 102 years old. Nobody knows what's going on. And and just stay off Facebook. That's all you can do. Because you know all the boomers in your life, no matter what side of the hill that they are on, when it comes to their political views, they're going to say something fucking crazy and you're going to have to giggle about it. Remember, what are we doing this year? We can't control what happens to us, but we can control our what? Attitude. That's what I like to hear. You know, poor Christina, we're going to the Turks and Caicos to celebrate her birthday. Her birthday is January 6th, the day of the insurrection. You know, and I, I do believe sometimes... Christina brings insurrection energy. <laughs> She's in the office right now, but in a good way. You know what I mean? If I was going to have to storm the Capitol with anybody, it would be Tina, you know, but we would, I mean, we also would just be like, oh God, I'm just, I'm over it. There's nothing that I'm that, I mean, obviously I've been fighting for women's rights. I've been fighting for the, you know, just for justice, for humans in general, be nice, you know, but I don't, oh God, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. I do a little bit love that conspiracy theory, though, about this movie called Leave the World Behind. And it was produced by the Obamas. All I'm saying is, seems a little sus. Listen, you can't tell me. They dropped the aliens last year. They're dropping this. They're dropping that. I mean, you know, guys, I watch Mission Impossible. The last Mission Impossible I just watched was all about AI. And I did hear a rumor that apparently President Biden watched that movie. And that's when he got serious about AI. I mean, the computers are going to kill us. If we don't kill each other first, the computers are going to kill us. We already know this. So I'm just saying, maybe Jeff does need to go to spy school. (laughs) Oops. Sending his ass to Prague immediately. But yes, if you have a birthday coming up, election week, election day, go ahead. Go to Costa Rica. Suss out a vacation rental. And just hang hang loose. Just celebrate early because it's going to be a shit show. We're going to get inundated with all of the commercials, just all the bullshit. And nobody trusts anybody. You can't tell me that you feel comfortable going to the ballots this year. Now, we don't know who the final picks are going to be. I don't think it's going to be great. I'll tell you that much. Meanwhile, I got desperate texts from Nikki Haley being like, I need a dollar, bitch. We all do. Inflation is high. Tampons are unavailable. Yeah, we all do. Why did I put on Portugal on my vision board? Because I'm trying to see some things. Oh, God. You know, it's like if you have a birthday on 9-11, just it's somber. Regardless, I mean, we're years out. It's somber. And I got to be honest with you, my, my birthday's been a little tainted. The last three years, something horrific's always happened in March. You know, that's when COVID started, then the Ukraine war. God only knows what's next. But you know what? Positive. Attitudes, positive attitudes. You know what I mean? Lose a tune, grab a boob. You know, maybe it's post-holiday and you didn't get anything that you really wanted. Well, you can give yourself your own damn gifts. And that's why I shop at Quince. I love Quince, okay? Quince is my go-to for luxury essentials at affordable prices. I found Quince three years ago when my mom bought all of her Mongolian cashmere sweaters from them for $50 a pop. And I said, Mom, that's really cute. And she said, Heather, I found the Quince on the internet. And now they're a sponsor of the podcast because I love them so much. Go to Quince.com slash absolutely for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. I buy all of my linen dresses for the summer from Quince, but they've got everything. They have organic cotton sweaters, 14 karat gold jewelry, tops and dresses, 
washable silk tops and dresses, which we love the most. It's my go-to. Listen, get solid pieces for your wardrobe this year. You don't need to buy a bunch of random shit. Get the good stuff at Quince. The best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. So give yourself the gift of luxury that you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash absolutely for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash absolutely to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash absolutely. You'll thank me later. Again, that is quince.com slash absolutely. Now back to the podcast. All right, let's get into the next voicemail. Heather. Uh, you need to put a copy and paste feature in your bio so I can copy that phone number because that was hard. Absolutely. Yes, girl. I'm in my bed. I'm a little high. Mm. Love hard on Netflix. I don't think you can promote it. I think it has something to do with that strike. But oh, my God, girl, I was watching this preview and it looked so good. And I was on the fence. And then I saw you and I said, absolutely. Yes, I'm going to make my first phone call tonight. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. First of all, she was high. Girl, I've been watching. I'm a little high in bed right now, and I watched that that love hard. I can't, did I, From that voicemail, did she watch the movie or just watch the trailer? I think she just watched the trailer. I think she just watched the trailer. Can I tell you one time I was actually at Rosemary Beach at 38 with my friend Candace and we were so high on gummies. We both laid in bed because we had to like leave the party and we were laying there and we couldn't figure out how to get it off the Netflix screensaver. And we just kept watching the trailer for Narcos over and over again. And I was like, Candace, we, we did too many edibles. And to this day, one of our favorite things, I'm just like, remember we laid in bed for two hours and could not figure out how to not watch the Narcos trailer. Also one of my favorite shows ever. Mm. I love that. If you didn't know, I was in a Netflix hit Christmas movie called Love Heart. They really dick teased you though. I'm in about four and a half minutes of the, of the movie, but man, they doubled down hard in the trailer. And I was hoping that there'd be a, a sequel to that. Didn't get the call on that one. Not yet. Did see my girl Nina DeBreb though. I saw her at SNL a couple weeks ago. Love her. Great. She's a great gal. People ask me all the time, you know, the Vampire Diary girls call me and they're like, how's Nina? She's fantastic. We have a blast. She's great. And then my boy Darren Barnett, who was in that movie, went on to do a, a rom-com with Glenn Powell and Sidney Sweeney. So I'm so, I haven't booked anything since, you know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody else has gone on to do really big projects. And I feel like I knocked it out of the park for that specific acting exercise. And then I have not booked a single acting gig since. So that is, wow, that was a 2020. 20, okay, well then, hold on. Let's look what I put on the vision board this year. Printed out a giant picture of White Lotus. And I said, get cast in a hit show. If it's not my own fucking show, I want to get cast in another hit show. Now, would I love to be in White Lotus in Thailand? Yes. I think they've already probably picked the cast. I've been to Koh Samui or Koh Samui. People pronounce it a couple different ways. In Thailand, I'd love to stay that Four Seasons. I've driven past it on a boat. But I want to be in a hit show, okay? I'm ready for my White Lotus, my euphoria moment. I am ready to do the reboot of Gilmore Girls. Whatever y'all want to do, I'm ready. I'm ready to put on a wig. I'm ready to do fake lines of baby aspirin that look like cocaine. Whatever. I can play, you know, a, a sex worker. I can play a mother of three. I can play a divorcee. I can play a, you know, a basketball coach. I could play a ski instructor. I could play, you know, a music mogul. I've seen Empire. White Oprah. White Empire. Okay? White Empire. Sexy bitch energy. Don't forget. That's the top of my list. Sexy bitch energy. Oh, man. I love this so much, though. The love heart. I was watching Love Heart. And girl, this looks crazy. I'm high as shit. That's my favorite thing in the world. I will suggest, though, one show that I have been watching that I've really been enjoying. Murders in the Building. Only Murders in the Building. Great. Have not figured out what's going on with the vocal fry with Miss Gomez, but I'm not going to say anything past that because she has the most followers of anybody on the planet and I support everything she does. Rare beauty, rare beauty. Would love a PR package from them. Do love 
the lip glosses that I have bought at Sephora with those 13-year-old girls that I got in a fight with. Okay, let's go to the next voicemail. Heather, it's Claire calling in from Los Angeles. Um, I'm not a hot girl, so I'm starting to give it away. I'm absolutely not. Um, and it's all the older men in your family being fucking pervs. Um, my great uncle, who was basically like a second father to me growing up, at Christmas Eve, like he's already like kind of losing it, you know, mentally. But he was just making those inappropriate jokes. Like, we're Italian, so we have this big like fish seafood dinner. And he kept making all these jokes about slurping oysters and clams in a brothel. Excuse me, what? Are you trying to make me, like, not enjoy this dinner when yes. I'm home, like, once a year? But then I wonder, I'm like, was he always this way? And I just, like, never noticed it because I was, like, a child? Or, like, is it just coming out because he's, like, losing his marbles? Mm-hmm. Either way, it's an absolutely not love and light. So to answer your question, friend, yes, your uncle has always been pervy. That is absolutely uh, a guaranteed fact, scientific fact about him. Now, I will say the older they get, the weirder they get. But because you're probably, you know, around my age, you sit back, you got to dish it right back to them. That's the thing is nobody has ever challenged them. You got to dish it right back. Now, I understand what you were saying. You're sitting around celebrating this, the Feast of Seven Fishes, which is a very Italian thing to do. You know, we're really Italian, but we don't ever we we don't ever celebrate the Feast of Seven Fishes. I think it's because my mom doesn't like a lot of shellfish, but I also found a, a fun fact. The reason that they did the Feast of Seven Fishes is because that the fishermen did not, they weren't, they had a bad year and they like weren't making any money. So in a true Italian fashion, they're like, all right, we got to cut somebody a deal. So we're going to make this new thing. It's called the Feast of Seven Fishes. And we're going to require every Italian family to go buy some calamari and some octopus and some grouper or whatever. And that's how they helped the um, fishing community. So everything's a scam when it comes to Italians. That's just what we do. But okay, you were asking well, how to handle a pervy uncle. I mean, you got to dish it right back. You got to dish it right back. Now that you're, a, you know, an old gal who pays taxes, you got to dish it right back. That's the thing. A lot of these guys, they don't see it coming. You know what I mean? You got to dish it right back. Let them know. Oh, you think you've got oyster jokes? Bitch, I got a tight 10. I want to make you feel so uncomfortable while you eat that bread stick, brah. You just got to give it right back to them. Or you get a restraining order and you just tell your family <laughs> enough is enough. You know, again, pick your battles, but is a battle to essentially at the dinner table roast a pervy uncle in front of everybody a challenge that I would accept? Yes. Or if you just want me, because I technically do this for a living, if you want me to come to your next family gathering and just, I, I mean, I'll work on material for months. I would love to that challenge. I would love to do that. You know, yeah, our old men are pervs, period. I told you all a couple weeks ago, my husband goes to our country club and there's these, he said there's these three old dudes about 78 and up and they just sit on this one leather couch, balls out, not covered, not even on a towel. He said the nuts are just on the leather chair in the men's grill and all the guys our age are like, this is, it's just like, like what they do. Never made sense. Doesn't make sense to me now. You know, listen, again, I told you that generation, while we love them and we respect them, they are going to be insufferable for this next year. So your pervy uncle is probably, you know, he's giving boomer energy. He's like, the election's coming. You know, he just drove past Mar-a-Lago, got all fired up on the jet skis. So he's going to come with extra pervy energy. But you know what you're going to do? You're going to double down. You're going to double down and give it right back to him. You know what I mean? You know, keep them on their toes. When someone's a real asshole, and then you're chill, and then one day you just surprise them with a zinger, really throws them off their game. I love doing that. You know what I mean? I love once-a-year fights. Those are fun. Yeah. Y'all, it's going to be a wild year. It's going to be a wild year, but that's okay. We can only control the things that we can control. That's why I tell you to do the vision boards. Get down there. Scrapbook some shit. Just take, you know, two hours to yourself to just do a little art project. Get in touch with your inner child. Pull out a core memory of getting bullied at a Starbucks because you were taking too long. And remember that that's going to inspire you to say, I'm putting that Etsy business on the damn vision board. You know what I want to do? I want to go on a safari in Africa, put it on the the vision board. Next thing you know, you're on an edible one night. You're tinker tinkering away on the internet. You end up some sort of Reddit subreddit thing. You meet a guy. He lives in South Africa at a big cat reservation. Guess what? You're on safari. You're welcome. I do believe in the the shoestring theory, right? Like we're all kind of connected in a weird way. Ask, believe, receive. Now, again, you can't put shit on a vision board and then stay in your house all, all year. You got to go out and do things. Work begets work. 
the minutia keeps pushing you through. Even if you don't feel like you're moving in the right direction, keep moving. Because if you keep moving, eventually you're going to get on the right path. You know? Just keep, keep, I'm about to eat banana bread in the middle of a heroic speech. Keep moving. Keep moving in the right direction. And a lot of times, I mean, there were years where I was like, I know I'm just doing these dumb videos. No one's seeing it. Or I know I'm doing this and that. Or, you know, I'm, I'm doing stand-up for three people. Or I'm doing improv for one person in the audience. And that person is a relative. And they were forced to be here because they're my ride home later. Like, whatever it is, just keep moving in the right direction. Even if you're about to take a hard pivot, just get up. Get up every day and do something. And if it's your lazy day and it's your day off, then lay in bed, watch Top Gun and, you know, Google how expensive it's going to be for me to send Jeff to spy school. Help me out. I got a lot of shit on my plate. But either way, just keep going. I don't know. I'm not inspiring. All right, next voicemail. Hi, Heather. Taylor here from New Orleans. I have an absolutely not for you. Absolutely not to Bethany Frankel going to Weimara, mm. Turks and Caicos to ring in the new year without you and Jeff. Agreed. Absolutely not. What the hell, Beth? Okay, that's it. Love and light. Tiramisu, bitch. Okay, funny enough. Also, Bethany Frankel is clearly doing so well with her, like, manic, unhinged beauty reviews. Like, is it at the level? I love Bethany. Okay, I think she's fantastic. We've DM'd a couple times. I saw that Bethany Frankel was down at Weimara, which is our hotel that we're going to. My dad was a, a part of the, the beginning stages of it, and we've had a, a unit down there forever. We're actually going this week. I'm so excited. Pulled this trip out of our ass, very last minute, going to do a photo shoot down there with my Moo Moo girls. I don't know how we pulled this off, but we pulled it off. I didn't think it was going to happen, but we're going to the Turks. But I saw Bethany was down there and she only put up a photo and I could see one of these like very unique lounge chairs in the background and I DM'd her on TikTok. She didn't respond. I'm sure it creeped her out. I was like, saw you're at Waimara. That's my family spot. Let me know if you need anything. Like She's like, I'm good, bitch. I'm worth like $150 million. But she went from, she spent Christmas in Aspen, went down to the Turks and Caicos for like three days, and then went to Puerto Rico and, and rang in the new year. I mean, I need to clearly talk about be strong. I need to, I need to get on Bethany's level, you know? I got to figure out some sort of business idea that I can sell for hundreds of millions of dollars so that then I can just retire quietly and y'all will never have to hear me, see me, or, you know, just listen to me try and be motivating ever again. I am going to the Turks. I'm going to be right by the beach, boy. I'm going to go find my boy Drake and I'm going to get on the jet skis. I'm going to do a day on the boat. We do have a photo shoot. Am I ready physically for this photo shoot? I'm not. But you know what I love about my girls at Show Me Your Moo Moo? They make every size and they're size inclusive and that's important. And also, don't get on this hamster wheel of like, I got to lose weight. I said this year, I signed up for this program. It's literally like called somatic work. And it's literally just to work out like your central nervous system. I, I'm doing that and I'm doing a weightlifting program. I didn't even put thin. I didn't put skinny. I didn't put a size. I didn't put a weight. I just said, I want to feel, I have less anxiety, feel good in my body, and I want to get strong again. Because I got to start using positive words when it comes to myself as opposed to being like, I gotta be thin. You know, that's so much of our industry. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, whatever I will. I'm doing the Emmys this year. I'm going to be a part of the red carpet, which is very exciting. Again, I hope I don't get in trouble for announcing this. They called me. I had to hire a stylist and I have never been embarrassed about like sending over my sizes. It is what it is. Like whatever. I'm beautiful. I know it. But man, I like sent this whole thing. I FaceTime with this amazing stylist and I basically was like, Listen, I'm gonna, you're going to pull 10 things, but I'll tell you what's going to fit. I've got enormous linebacker shoulders. I've got tiny little legs, a cute little butt, and I got to pull my tits to my throat. Can you figure it out? And she's like, I got it. <laughs> but I just realized, like I said earlier, I'm not going to try and fit anybody else's style. I'm going to do me. I'm going to be a sexy bitch in the way that I know how to be, whether that's a, you know, old juicy velour couture suit, whether that is in a, you know, I might just pull out my wedding dress and wear it to the Emmys. I don't know what the fuck to do, but I'm just going to stay in my lane and do what I got to do. And that's what y'all got to do. You know, I'm so intimidating. I'm heavier than I've been in a minute. I lost some weight over the last two years. I'm gaining it back. My hormones are all fucked up. I'm mentally gearing up to do IVF again. I'm taking all these supplements. I'm doing the best I can. But don't think automatically, oh, you got to be thin. You know, fuck that, okay? Just be a sexy bitch. But also be healthy. If the cholesterol is high, you know, cut out the bullshit. You know, what, you're in your mid-30s and you have high cholesterol? Well, we don't have time for that. Quit eating Crisco. My God. 
All right. Anyways, I have no idea what this fucking podcast was about today. But in summary, we're going to host SNL. We're going to have a book this year. We're going to sell more TV shows. We're going to be successful. We're going to see the penguins in Antarctica. And damn it, we're doing an omakase in Japan. I don't know when that's going to happen, but it's on the list. And we're going to be a sexy bitch. And we're going to be restful and replenished. And now I'm not restful or replenished because I've been screaming this whole episode. But I hope that this inspired you to get some sort of healthy sense of goals this year. And remember, you only have to work hard until November because then the entire world would be upside down and this country will be on fire. And that is that. I love you. I mean it. As always, you can call into the hotline, 800-213-7503. I'm very excited. You know, we're, we've got a lot going on this year. And then the episode after this will be my recap of, I don't know, what I did at the Emmys. Can't tell you much, but it's going to be a fun episode. And we'll chit-chat with you later. I love you. I mean it. I'll be right by the beach, boy. If you're in the Turks, come say hi. Great. Ciao, Bella. Arrivederci. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.